Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Unpack That, your weekly podcast where this queer millennial dissects topics at the top of his mind through the lens of anxiety and depression. I'm Paul, and here with me is Jack. Hi, your husband. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to give you a full intro. I was going to oh. let you have that. Oh, thanks. But we kind of kept everybody on the edge of suspense there, didn't we? In anticipation. Oh, I don't think I like that joke. Um, today... We're unpacking nostalgia. But before we get into that, Jack, we just wanted to catch up with you and see where you are. Oh. We haven't been, you know, we haven't had you on this podcast in quite a little Wait, while. Wait, you've not been talking about me while I've uh, not been here? No, I, I mean, I've been talking a lot of shit. The listeners Duh. TM, listeners TM are in. <laughs> they know what's up. But mm. no, we haven't had you on the podcast in a little while. So I think your last episode yeah. was coming out and you were completely butt-wasted by the end of it. Yeah, so, so I'm... Not drunk, so that's also a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not feeling overly emotional today, which is also a good level-headed way for me to go into a podcast, I think. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm doing good. I just started my third week full-time at a non-profit uh, independent, independent movie theater. Independent. Independent. Uh, that features live events and uh, cabaret acts. Um, yeah, so been doing really well i've been good you know are you living the american dream oh honey i am living the american dream star stripes and all oh my god <laughs> and i'm the star you've I always been that especially in my eyes Ew, gross but um yeah i think it's funny because like we were talking like thinking about you like getting your first full-time job it's so exciting like like the american dream that's such a nostalgia saying cliche phrase mention that yeah Yeah. i don't know i just find it like interesting that that's what we strive for in america Mm -hmm. is that career this like ever reaching higher ladder of things and you're on your way there to whatever that is i'm not sure i know i'm on a ladder i'm not sure what's at the top of it but i know i'm on a ladder and i'm scared of heights oh my god Nostalgia, Shoots and Ladders, great game. You guys called it something else in the UK, though, didn't you? Snakes and Ladders. We were real with that shit. You slid down a snake? Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, Snakes and Ladders. Yeah, we slid down the... I'm not, I wonder why that got translated. Maybe because, you know, it's very scary here. They ban uh, Kinder Eggs, Snakes on Shoots and Ladders, but they keep guns that kill children. So, oh, my God. You know. Yeah. Well, great American pastime of our <laughs> forefathers... Hunting the Native Americans with their guns. Also, we are recording this on an, an Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, the day after Outfest and the day of Indigenous Peoples Day. Because we don't, what, celebrate Christopher Columbus on this podcast. <laughs> uh-uh, honey. Oh, no, honey. Oh, wow. I don't know what that was. My, uh, my favorite quote about Christopher Columbus is from the TV show The Good Place. Where, if you don't know, it talks about how people end up either in the good place or the bad place once they die. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Janice, Janet, Janet, who is like the sort of moderator, I guess, of The Good Place. She says, uh, fun fact, uh, Christopher Columbus is actually in the bad place, you know, due to all the pillaging and raping. And it's kind of, you know. That was at the top of Reddit today, actually. Oh, it was? It was. Yeah, it made its way up there. Um, Darcy Garden, what a queen. I don't know who that is. The actress who plays her. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so it is an interesting time. To reflect on nostalgia as we talk about the problems with this current holiday. I, like, 
we can jump into this before we get into nostalgia, but mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus to me has never been somebody that I've necessarily looked up to. I've never really understood the importance of it. Like, good for him, you know, that he jumped on a boat and explored. I mean, how do you discover something that already existed? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. That's how I see it. I wasn't really, like, versed on him until I, like, moved to America. Like, I knew that, obviously, he, quote-unquote, discovered America, but I didn't really know, you know, his whole story. And now I do. I became educated on it, and I was like, oh, wow, that's bad. Um, But I think that, like it's a problematic thing on both sides of the thing because it's, uh, isn't it like a part of an Italian culture to like celebrate Columbus Day? Like it's sort of, it's sort of celebrating their heritage in a way as well. I think so. Cause it's like Cristobal Colombo, like whatever his name translates exactly to. See that I can get behind, but obviously all the things that he did. Yeah. I, I get know. it that it's a source of national pride mm-hmm. for like, he is a historic person in history. Yeah. Many, many people... A historic person in history. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, he's a historic figure in our written and oral transcribings of things that have happened in the world. Um, also known as history. But I guess I just, like... It, like, he was probably, like, many people at the time who were explorers and travelers. Like, I don't know, was Ferdinand Magellan, like, the same way? I I don't really know. I haven't done the research on other people at that time. But I get the level of craziness that somebody must have to just, like, hop on a ship and be like, we're going to explore the unknown world. Like, I guess there is something pretty impressive about that. But the fact that people think it's okay to rape people once they get there, I'm not totally okay with. And my my view on Christopher Columbus changed the first time after I went to the Dominican because um, we met, not met, we visited. What if we met Christopher Columbus? Uh, we <laughs> met, down in his vacation home. <laughs> yes, <laughs> chilling. Yeah, um, we we visited one of um, the sites of his settlers and where he settled when he first landed in the Americas, which was the Dominican Republic because it was part of the Americas. So he landed in um, this part of the Dominican, like the Northwestern region close to Haiti. Um, I think it's called La Isabella. And it's a very interesting place. It's obviously like right next to, you know, like the shoreline because that's where they settled and then they have like the remaining structures of the homes that were built there in the late 1400s which is like pretty cool from like a historical perspective um but the tour guides there don't provide the same level of tours that people would have here like we have a fucking city named after christopher columbus you know and all the streets and all the streets (laughs) i mean everything and and it, this their perspective on the tour is very different because when he got there, the settlers brought diseases. Um, they started enslaving the local Dominicans or the indigenous people that were there at the time. I guess they weren't technically Dominicans. It's not what the country was named at that point. Um, but I, I found that kind of shocking, like walking around graves of like his soldiers, graves of like the children who built the area, like the, like kind of the entire philosophy of walking around this park was like very serene and also very like eerie because you're thinking of like, oh my God, like what type of stuff happened here where I'm standing, you know, versus 
Columbus Day in the United States is is like almost like a giant tribute to patriotism because it's like mm-hmm. the day that the United States was founded, even though it wasn't until the 1700s I that mean, that happened. I mean, the U.S. doesn't have enough days where they try to be patriotic, right? <laughs> There's not enough. There just isn't enough. No, Memorial, Fourth <laughs> of July, uh, fucking Thanksgiving, uh, Labor Day. Thanksgiving. Um, there's millions, millions of days that we celebrate our patriotism. Yeah. Well, I guess... Which that kind of ties into our topic today. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that people are nostalgic for the America that he started to create all those years ago? I don't know that one. I anyway. don't know <laughs> that it's the America that he started to create so much as it's like the. It, if if it wasn't for him, would we be here? You know, and like his bravery and his passion and his like willingness to travel across the world. And it's like, but but w- what? Would you say he's a war hero? <laughs> Every time I'm on this podcast, we end up going on some weird tangent about some historical figure. I know. <laughs> like, last time I was yeah. on it was Margaret Thatcher. It had nothing to do with the topic, really. This time it's Chris Columbus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just find he's, you know, he's a problematic figure. He's mm-hmm. celebrated, yet he's also a mass murderer. I mean, we don't do that with fucking Hitler. You know, we don't do that with, like, anybody else across the world. Like, well... In United States history, I think we try to avoid the celebration of people. I think people people are coming, you know, around to it now in a way that, like, the more we're hearing different types of voices being heard, I think we're hearing reasoning why this isn't a good day to celebrate necessarily him, but Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would like to think. But when you go to the top of the Donald on Reddit, which is... Well, that's why I for Trump that. supporters, I just like to you know know what they're thinking. Um, you know, the the Is first thing was like Christ- just- Christopher Columbus was the original immigrant, and I thought liberals loved immigrants, and I'm like, oh my god, like it's like so <laughs> like such like just a different. I'm a triggered liberal, but like I I'm just like that is so not the immigrant that we celebrate, and I don't view him as an immigrant so much as he was like a conqueror, raper, and pillager. I just find that interesting that. Isn't he's kind of more the perspective of what every right-sided people think an immigrant is nowadays? Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. What I know. So I find it interesting that that you know that legacy of nostalgia, celebrating Christopher Columbus, and and you know seeing that as like the the beginning of the incredible story that is these colonists rising up against the. British who taxed us. And so I think it's a good segue into our main topic for and today, the tea. which is stop. I, I told you before this podcast started, you're not to make lame ass jokes. And I know that people are laughing at this. And, no, it's who I am. Um, but so I think that's a segue into our topic today, which is nostalgia. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about nostalgia. Okay, and we're back. Um, so, nostalgia. Nostalgia, what does it mean? Ooh. Have you got it? I'm glad you asked. Um, so, it comes from two Latin words, nostos and algos. Nostros meaning home, and algos 
meaning longing. So mm-hmm. nostalgia. Um, originally, some of the research that we were doing before this podcast was talking about this Swedish army um, mm-hmm. who was going off to fight in X number of wars in the 1600s. And there was a lot of different uh, things that were wrong with them. Some were breaking out in sweat. Some had digestive issues. A lot of different things. And they thought that it was some form of trauma because a lot of them were cow farmers. Mm-hmm. They thought it was from the repetitive bell ringing that they had some kind of like PTSD from it. But they were like, oh, I want to go back home to my like home in the Alps be- where I can be. It, as opposed to like it mm-hmm. caused trauma from it. Yeah. So it was like this sort of whole mindset that doctors were diagnosing people with anxiety and depression, which haha, is hilarious. <laughs> um, but really nostalgia was kind of a, a symptom of those things and and as scientists begin to interview people with nostalgia over the last 400 years the 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 meaning of the word has evolved to longing for the past mm-hmm. so that's sort of the the way that it is now and now it's it's viewed at in many cases positively um in that um nostalgia can bring joy it can help people make social connections through people reminiscing about certain things toys tv shows events that happened so it's it sort of moved from this you know negative thing to a more positive connotation yeah towards it yeah i think that nostalgia is like such a thing in pop culture right now and it's so prominent within all facets of that and uh, it's definitely played upon for lots of different reasons yeah i i think it was interesting because as we were sitting down watching some youtube videos preparing for this it was talking about the pop culture of stranger things and how nostalgia mixed with stranger things is is an accurate portrayal of that time but also with viewers who were in their 30s 40s and 50s it creates nostalgia for them sort of looking back at the positive aspects of that time of the positive aspects in in pop culture Mm -hmm. that life was simpler life was more beautiful Mm -hmm. you know people were more agreeable and people got along and they fought together for common causes and Mm -hmm. i I found that sort of an, an interesting play on you know that that concept of why we gravitate towards nostalgia. Um, and I'm not a person who gravitates towards no, nostalgia at like, all. Rip it up, burn it. Like, yeah. I'm a person that hoards things, mm-hmm. as Paul knows. Mm-hmm. I have pieces of paper that have some note on it from someone like from years ago, or I have a weird, you know, toy or something. And you're like, why do you have this? I'm like, well, it was given to me by this person and it means a lot because of this. And you're like, Please throw it away. It's mm-hmm. clutter. And I'm like, no, 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 let me keep it. But I like that it was saying when we were sort of doing some research that one of the quotes that really stood out to me was that people long for the static unchanging of the past in the chaos of today's society in terms of how everything is at our fingertips and everything can sort of change and happen in a moment. Whereas that maybe the aspect of the nostalgia is that it's something that can't change and something that you can always fall back on and rely on that it's always going to be there and i like get that because it's like comforting definitely like in that aspect Mm. right i don't know the past doesn't really comfort me at all so i'm I'm curious because i know we're going to have opposite opinions on this so why what are the things that bring nostalgia for you, I guess? And and why do they do so? And we can you can start with pop culture, you can start with music or toys, games, whatever. You know, what are some of those things that that bring you joy through nostalgia? I think it's a lot of things, and I think this is pretty prominent in most people's 
nostalgia, how it manifests is I think it's in stuff from their childhood and I think that it comforts them from being, you know, younger and more carefree, but also like giving them lessons to keep mindsets on that sort of feeling going into the future. I don't know, like... Like a positive one? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a lot of stuff from pop culture that is... I mean, I had a really good childhood growing up, but, like, a school was pretty bad for me because I was pretty badly bullied and, you know, lots of bad things going on there. But I think I remember all the good stuff from those aspects. And, like, for example, where it is so prominent in pop culture now, like, there's all remakes of films. There's, like, <laughs> Pokemon is, like, one of the things that was, like, crazy to me as a kid. And we have, like, Pokemon Go, like, the new games coming out on the Switch. Like, that for me is, like, something that's still you know, tugs on those nostalgia heartstrings for but me. Has, but has Pokemon ever went away? Like, because I get how that would bring nostalgia. Or did you go away from it for yeah, a Yeah, it's like, while? you know when you grow out with something? And yeah. then it's like, it's like deemed like not cool to like. And then you grow up and you realize, I don't give a fuck what people think. So I'm going to like this whether, whether people will do or not. But I, don't, it, it, I don't get that because I very much give a fuck what people think about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, I think it sort of, in the way that pop culture rotates, like, especially with, like, fashion, for example, like, mm. vintage is just nostalgia manifesting in clothes, like... Right, right. That you can look like you're from another time period, you obviously look yeah. different, you stick out, mm-hmm. which is oftentimes the point of fashion, to feel comfortable, yeah. stick out, make a statement. So if you're making a statement or you're sort of just paying homage... Homage. Uh, to, to something... In the past, I guess I get that. Like I don't know. I get for for me. I it's I've always been someone who's moved on very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, when friendships aren't going my way, relationships aren't going my way. I'm really good at disconnecting, maybe temporarily, um, from those situations and, and taking a step back. So I like I think about Pokemon. You think about Pokemon. Period. <laughs> I think about Pokemon, and I like think about the fact that I, you know, had my cards. I never really, I, I watched the TV show, had my cards. I traded cards. Did you want to I, catch them all? No, like, <laughs> I didn't. I just wanted the most of all forms of every single one, which is probably part of my perfectionism. Power! Yeah. Um, I wanted Charizard, never got it. So, um, but I... Oh God, same. Like, I was so upset every time I would fucking open... Bull- every they time only I made a hundred of those things. Yeah. Like... I would open it being like, okay, I'm going to get a shiny. Nope, I'm going to get a Charizard. Nope, it was like heartbreaking. Every single time I got Hitmonlee and Hitmonchamp. Is that their names? Yeah. Oh, work. Get you. <laughs> Based on uh, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. Makes sense. Yeah. So I just like, I look back at Pokemon and I think about my experience with Pokemon cards. I remember the first card that I got. I don't remember what it was, but I remember I was like at the pool as a kid. Oh God, I remember my first one. Yeah. Well, I was at the pool. I was with kids and someone was like, here, play Pokemon. I was like, this is weird. And I was like, no, it's fine. Cause like, look, they're like little characters. And I played with them for probably two years, three years, and then put them all in a binder, let them sit in my closet. And then eventually one of my younger neighbors came over and I just gave them to him. And I feel like for me, that was the end of Pokemon. Like I don't. And now he's a Pokemon master. And that's the story of Ash Ketchum. (laughs) Maybe. So I guess I just like don't. I I don't like I don't look back and be like, oh, I would love to play the Pokemon game again. Because I was never all that connected to it to begin with. But Mm -hmm. maybe I was. But I just 
I don't value things like that. So I, mm-hmm. I like, I don't know what I was necessarily connected to as a kid. Like yeah. I, I'm sure as we're talking throughout this podcast, we're going to yeah, I'm like wondering figure what it out. was there. For I mean like, you, like Toy Story, but like, yeah, but you still haven't seen the most recent one No, Yeah. Cause I feel like I ended that chapter of the third one was really good. Yeah. The third I, one was okay. I feel like I ended my, my chapter of Toy Story. So I, I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I'm so that's why I'm asking you to explain to the listeners TM about nostalgia and how that manifests itself for you, because I have seen it become a very important part of your life over the four years that I've known you now mm. over four years. Oh my God, we're still in love. Um, oh. <laughs> but, I thought you were gonna say we're so old. I was like, well, mm-hmm. well, that too. Yeah, I mean, can barely see my toes. Definitely can't see my dick. So he's pregnant. That's, guys, <laughs> this is our announcement. Uh, <laughs> um, let's unpack that baby. So, um, I, I'm curious. You know, it's it's something that resonates with you. So, talk yeah. more about that feeling. What are some other things? Obviously, Pokemon. I know I think is it's one. So many like '90s and early 2000s things. Like, but it. it People use it so much to their advantage. For example, like the Spice Girls, like they got back together because they knew there'd be demand for it. Because, like, now, what, 20 years later, there's the nostalgia and want for that experience again of, you know, when people were screaming kids like me ah! uh, and then wanting to go see the Spice Girls. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? I don't even, I never had one. Ah. Well, I, I ate the bubblegum. That was it. They had bubblegum? They did in the United States. Yeah. Um, My favorite was Ginger. I, I couldn't tell you the difference between any of them. One was named Ginger, and I thought that was funny because my mom's name is Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Ginger is still my favorite mother-in-law. Um, yeah, but that's why I'm like, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't know what I could possibly feel nostalgic about. Well, there's a lot of media, like movies. Like, for example, what we said about the Stranger Things. Um nostalgia is that they I liked it because of not necessarily because I was <laughs> I didn't exist in the 80s but they referenced so many iconic sci-fi films so many like amazing you know movies from that time period that I watched and that I really liked so it's it's like a connection thing and I think that people connect are you telling me that I'm emotionally disconnected from my yes. past? No, I, I mean, like, people find commonality within the nostalgia, I think. And mm-hmm. that's why, you know, people love Stranger Things. Um, that's why Pokemon Go with, like, people in their mid to late 20s is, like, such a massive thing. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Like, you know, the remakes of films, like the Star Wars films, the fact that... Herbie fully loaded. Uh, <laughs> Freaky Friday. The, oh, the Lindsay Lohan my version. God. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast on uh, Lindsay Lohan. The parent trap. Uh, we can unpack her. <laughs> I know. I would love to do it. We talked about it in the last one. I, uh, <laughs> Lilo. Yeah. I I don't know. I get... I, like, uh, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I was passionate about as as a kid. Then you know, I don't know if I ever had an being a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I don't. I just don't know like what I necessarily liked. Like, okay, if I'm thinking about my childhood right now, and this is guys, this is literally on the fly. Like Toy Story. I know that was my thing. That was Mm -hmm. it. Like Pixar. It was all part of my childhood experience. Like. Toy Story being the first movie, like, and then Toy Story 2, and seeing Toy Story on ice, and having all the toys, and, like, having Slinky for a day before that shit got all wrapped up and tied, and I had to throw it out. I literally had it for my birthday, and that was the only day that I had it. And I remember, like, trying to send him down the steps, like, he flies down in the movies, and obviously he got tangled and fucking broke. So, 
I I don't, but I don't necessarily have nostalgia towards Toy Story Four. Like I don't, I don't know that I'm gonna watch that. I because I feel that Toy Story, the chapter for me was seeing it as a kid, going to see it on ice with my aunt Katie. Was that cool? Oh my god! <laughs> and then seeing Toy Story Two, and then when Toy Story Three came out, I was the same age as Andy. I was getting to go off to college when Andy was going mm. off to college. So Andy gave away his toys, that was motherfucker. Like, I know, right, brought mine and they're still Bonnie here. To yeah. Bonnie. I do have to say, um, we were cleaning our house the other day and uh, Buzz's head popped off <laughs> and I about lost my shit. So like, I think about well, that I related to the character of Andy and like Andy gave up his toys because he was going to college to grow okay. up. And I gave... I mean, I brought them along with me, but but I gave up the movie when I was going off to college. I was like, this wraps it. It came out the August before I moved to college. And so I was like, done. I don't even necessarily now feel like I can relate back to this experience. And I wonder if like if I if I'm hollow, if I'm shallow, if I don't have I mean, yeah, but intense connections <laughs> to my yeah. past. Like or what my past was that I wasn't as analytical as I am now that mm-hmm. I don't have this emotional attachment to stuff. Like, but also church was a huge part of my growing up experience. And obviously I feel no nostalgia about going to church. Like mm-hmm. as I don't miss that. Like, so like I'm, I'm just like struggling to find this, this piece of nostalgia for me. Um, well, Toy Story 3 was like the expert play in nostalgia because they knew everyone that saw it when they were Andy's age as a kid when it first came out was now either going to college or Mm -hmm. been to college and had that like Mm -hmm. emotional experience of that so they were like let's make all the money from this and tug on people's heartstrings and make everybody weep at the end of Toy Story 3 I mean mission accomplished yeah Yeah, it was like ding 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 yeah I don't know I, I, I just have this feeling that for me, thinking about the past sitting and and reflecting about the past like I absolutely despise nostalgic feelings and reminiscing with people. Like when I see them and we laugh about all the fun times that we had and I'm like, that is so not fun to me. I just want to create new memories with you. Like I don't really like story swapping, storytelling. I don't know. And I remember that that's something that you really like about your friendships. Like that is something that I've seen you do over and over again. And when you tell me stories about your friends, you tell me, some of the fun things that you did together versus I tell you like who my friends are, who they're married to or where they work or where they live or like, you know, very factual. And yeah. it makes me feel not engaged I, with my I guess past. It's the way, you know, it's the way I express emotion. And uh, it's definitely something that it's, I see it as you, I feel, feel like you see nostalgia as like a thing that's like, oh, why are we dwelling on that? But I see nostalgia I as, a nice warm hug from the past. Like, it's all... Oh, the- <laughs> I never want my past to hug me ever. Sorry. Well, yeah, you'd probably catch something. I had a uh, visceral reaction to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like seeing all the good things. And I'm very much like an optimist, whereas you're a realist, I think, usually. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> pessimist. I don't, I don't think you're a pessimist <laughs> most of the time. But I'm very much <laughs> an optimist... So I think I see, and I try to see, <laughs> I try to see the best in things. And I think that I always try to extract the quote unquote greatest hits of the past. Oh. And I like playing the album a lot. 
you <laughs> you love playing that album mm-hmm. and I, I i i don't know like i think about high school and i'm like mm-hmm. okay high school was great i had four years of an awesome experience and i have a couple friends that i brought from there um but i don't i've never craved for like better days glory days bruce springsteen it does nothing for me like they'll pass you by <laughs> let them you know let them go <laughs> yeah I, I imitate that literally all the time i like i so i just find it funny like and kind of sad mm-hmm. the, yeah. the dreams in which i'm thinking about my past are the best Ooh. i've ever had and so i <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I, I i don't know i'm just like I'm I'm curious about this whole concept of nostalgia because mm, it's something I just don't feel. But it's just so funny because you are. I was doing some research on me. On me, you're on doing you, research on yes. me. Yes, <laughs> uh, it didn't come back very good. Uh, no, I was doing some research and apparently nostalgia and inciting, enticing, it's no inciting nostalgia is uh, more uh, likely t- for people to act more charitably. Which is funny because you're such a charitable and giving person. So it's funny that you don't relate to those kind of things. Maybe I do. Maybe you do and you don't realize it. I don't know. I spend a lot of time thinking about myself and why I am Uh, the way that I am. I think about why you are the way you are too a lot. Um, So I'm like, I, I guess I like... I don't know. I I guess the the negative aspect of it is that like people can see nostalgia in it's a form of like now it's being replicated so much and like I think that not the way you see it necessarily but leave it keep leave it, it but if you <laughs> like the remakes and you know all of that it's never going to be as good as the original no. like the day, the day that they make remake Harry Potter is the day that I throw a TV out a window. But also, like, think how good it could be now if it was, like, a TV series. I Don't even put that evil like, into the world. Read J.K. Book. Rowling, if you're listening to this podcast, turn it off right now. <laughs> also, she's don't be a not. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> also, Dumbledore is not gay. <laughs> no, he is. He is. <laughs> I know he is. I'm just making a joke because, like... She's There's like, oh, all by the, the way, uh, Mona Myrtle's trans. <laughs> I know. You know, because you know, she was like going to the toilet and like j- transgenders aren't allowed in the bathrooms. Like, I don't oh, know. Oh, what a oh, political statement. Oh, speaking of speaking nostalgia, of. I take massive issue with people who look at the nostalgia of America mm-hmm. and try to make America great again. I know. And I'm going to be direct and say that because <laughs> I just can't understand how people think that like America was at one point great. Like we've always been growing. Like we we've always been trying to figure ourselves out. We're such a young country with only 300 years of history and we are constantly trying to find and strive for our identity. And so when people talk about this, make America great again, I'm like, well, that's not who we are anymore. When, we can't, we can't at what be what point? That. Give me a date. Give me a time. Like we had a great economy. We were, you know, like building things, creating skyscrapers, (laughs) the industrial revolution. Yeah. Like, and, and so I get all of those things. There were like so many aspects of history that we were taught 
that generated this concept of patriotism and making America great. And it's all based on nostalgia. It's like the, the negative, the moon landing. Yeah. Like getting, like getting into space, the first dog in space. Like it's like all of these things that are like, my country did it before Russia. My country did it before the- China. Like the French are weak. Like it's just like, it's, it's all this, like such a bizarre thing that I, I I can't say that I get or understand one because I recognize that I was not alive during that time and two mainly because I don't see how the accomplishments of astronauts who happen to be American is an American accomplishment so much as it is an accomplishment for NASA I get you know it's publicly funded by the government and by taxpayers and like uh, like that it's part of an the like overall US organization. I think going to space is cool, awesome, but like why does it have to be an instinctually American thing that mm-hmm. we have to be the ones to like put our flag on the moon? Like that just seems so bizarre to me that that what that was like the thing. Like hey, let's bring this piece of fabric and let's stick that down and be like, look, we were here, you know? It like, just looks like the 18th hole of a golf course. Like, that's what it looks <laughs> like to me. It's so stupid. I'm like, and, honey, it wasn't a hole in one. Right. Like, I think getting to space is awesome. Like, fucking... If you would say it's out of this world. Oh, my God, I'm on a roll. Oh. But so I, I, like, I appreciate that fact. Like, and it's like, how cool that we were able to land on the moon. We were able to get in space. We've now done it multiple times. And, you know, there have been failures, there have been successes in there. It's a really cool thing. But why does that have to play back to this time that, like, America's not great, you know? Why does why does that have to be mm-hmm. part of that discussion? Because we're not landing on the moon. Or, you know, I guess just look more simply, you know, Ronald Reagan's not in office. So America's not as great. And, and because he was creating this, like, American ideal, this mm-hmm. American structure of the family. And and we started this podcast by talking about the American dream. And I think that that's just so false. Like that's just so not, that's, that's like the American marketed dream that's sold to people all across uh-huh. the world. It's like the hamburger in a microwave, like that fifties, like we're going to make fast food now. Oh yeah. Go. And it's like, this is what McDonald's is going to look like. And you get it. And it's like this wet bun and it's <laughs> oh, like covered in grease and like it's halfway off and there's like mayo or is it ketchup? I don't know. It's pink now. Like that. It just seems like this falsehood of something that's unattainable for the majority of people that live in America. The poverty line is $17,000 a year. Like the majority of American single people make like 38,000 or something. Like I, I cannot fathom, or I think it's actually like 24,000 for a single person that, way, yeah, that um, but, and then for a family, it's like 52 or something like that for a dual income family. And I'm like, what American ideal is this? That the American dream is like, I can live, I can grow up, I can go to college, I can buy a home, I can have my children, and I will have lived. And so this like concept of like making America great again is like, oh, we can't do that anymore because of healthcare, because of the economy, because of these liberal policies that are bankrupting our system is what like they're <laughs> saying. And so I just like really struggle with this ideal of 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 deriving an entire political Mm-hmm. scheme and motto to make something great again it's like it's all based on a nostalgia a that nostalgic, didn't exist it's nostalgic patronism patriotism 
I'm gonna get this right. It's nostalgic patriotism propaganda. Yeah, it's it's not correct. Like, and I, I <laughs> that is not correct. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it, 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 I laugh. Like, you know, when when people are like, oh, well, in the '60s, the you know, people were finally able to move out of the cities and into the suburbs, and I'm like. <laughs> So what does what does that say about us? You know that we had this white flight and left all the colored people into wow. I just use the word colored people on a podcast. Uh, people of color, excuse me. Um, yeah, um, that we left all the people of color in the cities. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I I then all the white people were able to have enough money to move to the suburbs and have like live-in maids. Like I I don't understand how that is the ideal set up mm-hmm. of like why America was great because like people had jobs that could do it. So Jack's trying to jump in here. I mean, I would, but I'm, uh, I'm mad about it. So really? go ahead. <laughs> really? Tell us how you really feel. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't think I'm ever going to understand patriotism period. Like even with the UK, like I just don't get it. I think it's, uh, but I, I accept it in some forms that it, it, it it goes but like i don't get patriotism when it can be used as an excuse for racism and injustice yeah i just well before we get into the racist factor let's just like talk about the concept that's in people's minds you know of like what that means you know like america was great when whites didn't go to school with blacks america was great when like People had to drink from different water fountains. So I know you were going there, but I don't want to just say like it's racism and bigotry without like laying the groundwork of what that means to go back to it, go back to that making America great. I mean, there was all, there's someone that isn't going to win with nostalgia in the worst kind of way. For example, yeah, there was so much injustice for LGBTQ people. There was so much injustice for people of color, people who were poor, like, Mm -hmm. it just was such a manufactured like you said nostalgic dream but even then it was like false and it was nostalgic even then in a way for like after world war ii and then it went into you know the 60s and then now i'm like i just really don't know whether amy would this make america great again like when exactly do you mean why do you mean it and why why was that so great for you because you weren't at the top of the food chain now like mm-hmm. we were using coal were. and everyone could work in the coal I industry and then they it. could I'm get like... like yeah and that's why i like god i want to have a trump supporter on this podcast because i'm i'm not to disagree or argue or prove them wrong but just to have dialogue around this because like they still believe that america's the greatest country in the world and that they can make it great again. And so like I, I pulled up a clip that I would love to play from the newsroom, which we were watching last night. And, and you might've heard this clip before. Um, so feel free to skip ahead, but, but it's, it's Jeff Daniels is the actor who portrays Will McAvoy on the HBO series, the newsroom. Um, and in the first five minutes of the TV show, he gets a question from the audience that he's presenting at, which is, why is America the greatest country in the world? And they press him to answer, and I think you'll find his answer pretty interesting. Hi, my name is Jenny. I'm a sophomore, and this is for all three of you. Can you say in one sentence or less what... (laughs) Um, You know what I mean. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? 
diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well, the New York Jets. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold you to an answer on that. What makes America the greatest country in the world? Well, Lewis and Sharon said it. Diversity and opportunity and freedom and freedom. I'm not letting you go back to the airport without answering the question. Well, our Constitution is a masterpiece. James Madison was a genius. The Declaration of Independence is, for me, the single greatest piece of American writing. You don't look satisfied. One's a set of laws and the other's a declaration of war. I want a human moment from you. What about the people? Why is it not the greatest the country in the world? Professor, that's my answer. You're saying yes. Let's talk about fine. The Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money, it costs votes, it costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. And with a straight face, you're gonna tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite. Okay, so I uh, hope you enjoyed that clip. I think that that sort of wraps up where we are on nostalgia and American culture and American patriotism. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more. Let's unpack that. Bye. Okay, and we're back. And to round out this topic of nostalgia, Jack and I are going to play a quick game. Um, and feel free to play along with us. So if you take out your phones right now and then Google the ultimate 90s nostalgia quiz um, from BuzzFeed, you'll find this. It was posted on March 31st, 2016. So feel free to play along with us. But we're going to ask each other 12 questions, six for Jack and six for me. Um, and... Fuck you. So, um, and it's all related to 90s and nostalgia. And 
we will see who the winner is. Obviously, it's whoever gets the most points. Are you ready to spice up your fucking life? That's actually one of the questions because I <laughs> went before. Yeah. Okay. So question number one okay. for Jack. How many buttons did a Tamagotchi have? Two, three, or four? Ooh. I was never like, I had one, but I feel like it died and I lost interest. And I know that you would get this question right because you told me you liked Tamagotchi. Actually, Fucking love Tamagotchi. this can play on your Tamagotchi nostalgia. You even downloaded the app. I did, but like... For a day. A day. I guess yeah. it was your nostalgia and not Pokemon Go. So how many buttons did it have? What was the answers again? Two, three, or four. <sighs> I was thinking five, so that's out of the question. I'm going to go with, oh, does the reset button that you have to like get the pin for in the back count? No. Uh, I'm going to go with two. No, it's it three. three. Damn it. Yeah, there are three right on the front. Yeah. Oh, oh there it is. I, uh, didn't, I couldn't tell you what they did. I know. Okay, so now you That's ask right. me the question, and then you can tap oh it to get God. it right, and you can see which the answer is. This, I remember us talking about this. You had Beanie Babies, and I'm sure... Oh, I did. And I'm sure a lot of people out there thought that they were going to be earning lots of money in the future by having a coveted Beanie Baby, but plot oh twist, Mama, I know. they ain't worth shit. I you know. know there, you know there was a, a Beanie Baby released of uh, JonBenet Ramsey? No, just ask me the damn question. Right? Anyway, so your question is, how many original Beanie Babies were there? Okay. The choices are 24, 9, 17, or 20. I feel like those numbers are so close. Wait, together. those numbers are so close yeah. together. Say them again. 24, 9, 17, or 20. Uh, okay. Here's <laughs> what I think oh <laughs> as I'm answering this go. question. I think that they had to release a decent amount because I don't think that you can release nine toys like that that are collectibles. For the original batch. For the original batch because I feel like if you release nine, people can easily get all nine. Mm -hmm. So I then lean more towards 20 or 24. I'm going to say just because like, I don't know, 12 hours in a day, 24 beating babies, I'm going to say 24. 24. The answer is wrong. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Oh my god, there's only nine. Oh, fuck. There was a killer whale, a frog, a dog, a bear, a pig, a lobster, which is adorable. Oh my god, like a platypus, uh, a shark, and a moose. Oh. Shout out if you had any of those OGs. I definitely had the brown bear, um, and the frog I had a mini one of, but the rest of them, oh, and the pig, I know. and the whale, yeah. Yeah, I had most of those. My equivalent was, uh, I used to collect uh, Pokemon plushies, and now... My mum gave them away and I wish I had them because that shit is worth money now, of I think. Of course. I still yeah. have my one poly well that sits below us. Yes. Below us, uh, it's, on our, it's on our bed. Um, okay. Next question is, which band was named by a member's mom? Oh. 98 Degrees, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, or O-Town? Okay. So I'm not going to know this because I thought boy bands were so boring. Okay. Like, I was wow, you just bands. pissed off 50% of our listener base. I don't like Backstreet's <laughs> back. Fine. I didn't want it in the first place. Like, <laughs> like an NSYNC. No, I'm not. With the dance moves all the way they look. That noodle hair, JT. Come on now. O Town, No Town. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. What was the other one? I, and that, uh, 98 Degrees, Nick Lachey. I'm going to say. I'm going to help you out on this one oh, since you don't like boy bands. It's not O-Town because O-Town was named by Puff Daddy P. Diddy. I, I couldn't tell you who O-Town or any mm -hmm. of They were like ones. a Motown boy band, but they were oh. I think they were mostly white. Oh. 
Okay, so which was named after their mom? By, by, their, na- mom. by their mom, yeah. By their mom. 98 Degrees Backstreet Boys are in sync. Counting I'm, down quickly. This is a I'm this just, is a okay, podcast. Okay, okay. This is I'm a podcast. Thinking about how like all those kids hanging down the back street. All those boys, those boys hanging down the back street. So I'm going to go Backstreet Boys. You are wrong. It was in sync. Oh, it wasn't oh. in sync with that question. No, you weren't. Okay, next question is for me. Buddy, who played Airbud, also starred on what sitcom? What, what full is house. Air, what is Air? Full house. The answer is even, full house. Airbud is a dog that played basketball, also volleyball, and I think soccer. <laughs> and I think it's the same dog as the one on Full House. But read me the other choices. Uh, Roseanne, <laughs> Friends, <laughs> Family Matters, or Full House. It has to be Full House, right? That is correct. Oh, oh my bitch. god, this picture of this dog. Yeah. Holy shit. So adorable. He's no longer with us, but Oh my god. So I was at work today and my colleague was telling me about how there's a whole Instagram account dedicated to uh telling people on pictures of dogs from movies if they're still alive or not. Oh that is, fuck that. How do you yeah. manifest your nostalgia in that way? No. Like that's, how messed up is that? That's through tears, and I do enough of that. Okay. <laughs> Next is this is okay. a good one. There's six choices. Oh my okay. what? I know. What so, is this? Like this is harder <laughs> than the SATs. Jeez. So you didn't take those. It, well, we called it the Sats, and it was easier when I was younger. <laughs> the Sats. Uh, so which song was not released in the '90s? Ooh, okay, here we go. Truly, madly, DB. DB. Truly, madly, deeply by um, uh, Savage Garden. Mm-hmm. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Is that a threat or a promise? Whoop. There it is. By the tag team. Bye 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 in sync. And Vogue, Madonna. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Truly, Madly, Deeply. I Will Always Love You. I'll Make Wait, Love to You. Wait, did the bodyguard come out? What year did the bodyguard come out? Whoop. There it is. Bye 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 and Vogue, Madonna. Well, that's really hard because Vogue came out like I think literally at the start of the nineties. I think it was literally ni- nineteen ninety. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think Express Yourself came out in eighty nine and then ninety for Vogue. So I'm gonna say not that. Okay. Uh, bye bye bye. Whoop! There it is. I'll make love to you, boys to men. I will always love you by Whitney Houston. Truly, madly, deeply by Savage Garden. I. That's still a lot of choices. That's, hard. that's a lot of choices. Yeah, well, I know. I will always love you from the Bodyguard soundtrack, and I think. I want to say that was released in the late 80s, but then now I'm like, was that early 90s? Oh, Could God. have been 89. I don't know. I'm going to go with the Savage Garden song. Oh, you're wrong. Bye 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 was actually probably early released 2000s. in the early 2000s. Yeah, damn it. They were doing it the other end. I thought I was like, that innocent song yeah. is making me think yeah. that it's early 2000s. Damn oh, it. good try. You thought through it. Yeah, okay. Good try. <laughs> uh, that sure. next question is a visual question. So... Yeah, you're gonna have to ask me this one. Oh, and I'm not gonna know the answer. Yeah, what? Oh my god, I didn't read it out loud. The question is which Spice Girl was not originally a member? What? So, these are the five five Spice Girls there's Posh Spice, Baby Spice, Scary Spice, Ginger Spice, and Spoy Spice. Uh, extra points if you knew each one. Uh, okay, who, which one's Mel B? Scary? Uh, yes. It's not her. Which one's Victoria Beckham? Baby? No, Posh. Okay, it's not her. Baby's Emma Bunton. 
Mel C is Sporty Spice, and Jerry Halliwell is Ginger Spice. I'm going to go with Mel C. Uh, Sporty Spice. Yeah. So which Spice Girl was not originally a member? You're going to go with Sporty Spice. Wrong. Who is it? Baby Spice. Oh, what? Emma Bunch. She replaced another member in 94. <gasps> I did but know that. I, not, I didn't know to... that it was her, but I did know that what? one of them was not original. They were talking about it on the reunion tour. I actually did know what? that. When were you watching a Spice Girls reunion tour? With your mom in the UK. Uh, when, with um, your mom? <laughs> Mel B. No, literally. <laughs> when Mel B was getting interviewed. I. Well, they didn't release music until like 95. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. The man who invented the thigh master. What the what? I assume it's an exercise machine. The man who invented the thigh master also invented what? Oh. Furbies, mood rings, pogs, or the skippet? <sighs> Furbies, mood rings, pogs, or the skippet? I never had pogs. I had a Furby from McDonald's. Terrifying. I definitely had mood rings. For sure had to skip it, because that was every gay man's wet dream. It was? I thought that was, like, Betty Spaghetti. What? Was that not a thing, Betty Spaghetti? No, I think it it wasn't a thing for me. I wasn't allowed to play with dolls. Could have a Furby, (laughs) gender neutral. So, Furbies, Mood Rings, Skip It, or Pogs? (laughs) Furbies, the non-binary icons. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and they're fairies too. And um, the thigh master. You would think well, it would. Okay, so thigh master. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the skip it. Thing, yeah, but I'm like, are they trying to, you know, throw us off course here? Maybe we could go skip it. Yeah. If it's the Furby, I'm gonna... oh my god, it was the fucking mood ring. The guy who made the what? thigh master also made the mood ring. Maybe the thigh master put him in a real good mood. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, he invented okay. both of them. Okay. Um, this is me for you. All right. So it's a visual question, oh. but everyone is going to know the answer to this one. So it's a picture of a black kid holding some like slimy material. Why and it's got to be black. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> describing the picture because everyone knows this picture. So what was this stuff? It was like, it's a bluey goo. So it's either goop, sloop, slime <laughs> with a Y or gack. <laughs> Gak is like I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it's not Gak. So um, it was. It's not goop, mm. goop, slop, or slime. Now slime on Nickelodeon was what got dumped on people. This he's holding and playing with more like play doh. I think it's goop. I'm gonna guess it's goop. It was like a Nickelodeon. Yeah, I'm gonna go goop. Wrong. (gasps) It was Gak. It was called (laughs) Gak. That is horrible. Ew, it looks disgusting. Well, that's funny because there was like that slime trend like, in the last few years. So it's like coming back around. More nostalgia. Okay. Slime. Did you watch Save the Bell? <laughs> <laughs> was that the spin off of Saved by the Bell? What did I say? <laughs> you said. What did they say? say? Save the bell. I was like, what kind of hunchback of Notre Dame? <laughs> bell ringing. No. Did you, did you watch Saved Save by the Bell? The bell. <laughs> that was, speaking of American nostalgia, the Liberty Bell. Crack twice. Um, okay. What year did Saved... Crack. What year did Saved by the Bell end? Did it end? Oh. 93, 96, 92, or 95? Who cares? Uh, ninety something. <laughs> not, not, it was ninety three. No one cares about I, that, that question. Was the year I was born, so I, yeah, I didn't really like watch it. Watch it. It was. I feel like that was just after 
me. You're going to be mad, so I'm just going to let you explain this question and also answer it. The question is, in the US, in 1998, how long was Baby One More Time number one on the charts? Uh, two months, two weeks, three weeks, or three months? It has to be the biggest one. It has to be three months. It I has to be. I don't know the answer to this. It, um, I mean, number one on the charts or number one? Number one it on the charts. It must have been three months. I mean, it's still an iconic song to this day. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> You're going to go three months? Yeah. Wrong. Oh. It was two consecutive weeks. Wow. So it was, in fact, garbage. And also, the 90s were as homophobic as we thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. If it was my way, you know, we would have had Spice Girls, you know, all the time. Every single thing. Okay. So. That's our quiz. That's our show. <laughs> did you win, guys? Did you get 12 out of 12? We you didn't. Sure fucking didn't. Yeah, and also, I did not keep track of who was winning, so let's just say I did. I think we all lost. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so, should we close out with a final little reflection on nostalgia? I like think we Jerry should. Springer style? That's final, nostalgia. The final thoughts. These oh, are my final thoughts. I have nostalgia about talk shows. That is one <gasps> thing that I have. Yes. Like which one? Uh... Fucking Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer, Mari, like every single talk show that was uh-huh. about like p- get parents getting revealed. So loved the drama, but I don't know. I I think I don't know. I don't know what to think about nostalgia. I don't know if this podcast made me feel any better. I think I unpacked as much as I have, you which is that you don't have nostalgia. I have none. I have fucking none, and I have all of it. Do you want to share some of mine? No, I don't, because no. I feel that <laughs> nostalgia would, if I were to have nostalgia. I would have it so strong that I would live in the past constantly. Like I feel that I would never be able to move forward in my life because I think it would consume me because I would be yearning for those glory days. If I even allowed myself to think about how good I used to have it, I think I would be frustrated about the now because the way that I view it, the way I celebrate every birthday, every year getting older is that Every year has been better so far. So this one has to be as well mm-hmm. because I have more money. I have more opportunity. I have more friends. I have, you know, like a better community to live in. Like I have more family members. Like I'm closer with my current family members. So I feel like for each year, I, I can even look back at the five years since we graduated college and I look at year one. Great. I like moved in with my first place. I got my first job year two i moved in with gab my best friend like year three moved out because hated that bitch um no (laughs) but but year three i moved back in with my parents to get ready to move in with you because that's when i knew you then year four i finally moved in with you and we lived together for a year and we got married and year five has just like been awesome i've had four jobs in four years and so i feel like i can't look back at nostalgia and appreciate it because like the present has been so good to me. And I think that's that's because I can keep my headspace where it mm-hmm. needs to be. I don't think that that's the same for everyone else. And I'm sure that some people are like, fuck you. Every time I've gotten older, my life has been harder. You know, like every year has brought new challenges. I agree that every year has brought new challenges, but I can't help but feel like every year has been better than the last because I'm learning more about myself and learning more about other people. Mm-hmm. And 
I should have said that the opposite way, but I'm learning more about other people and it's helping me learn more about myself and traveling more and, and eating more. And, and so I just like, I, I don't want to be a person with nostalgia. I can't cherish the past because I'm literally terrified that it would consume me. And that's anxiety. I'm scared of the past. <laughs> I told you. For the future and the present all at the same time. Yeah. So the question, are you nostalgic? No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, so Jack, your final thoughts on nostalgia. Thoughts. Ew, I should not end this podcast with like a guest speaking, but I will. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, well, I just see it as like a uh, nostalgia to me is when I see it and I reference it somewhere. I see it as like a wink and like I said, like a warm hug. Like it's like a an ode or a uh, you know a hat tip to the past and all the good things that were in it. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not looking forward to the future or enjoying the now. It's just a nice reminder of what has been and sort of like archiving that and making sure that that is appreciated to me, if that's the deeper thing of it. I don't long for the past, but I appreciate that it happened. And I'll continue to, I think, appreciate uh, nostalgia specifically and uh, in a pop culture, definitely. Um so uh I'm gonna continue to try to remember what I did tomorrow or yesterday. <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. 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 <laughs> uh so with that in mind, Spice Girls, that toy you did in the UK, please bring it to the US. Thank you very much. And good night. <laughs> Wait, I, I oh. they're they're not bringing it back. They're no, not they just did it in the UK. That's really not mm-hmm. okay. That's not okay, Spice. I know. Well I, oh my god. I hate this. Did you have to play a boy band song? Like it couldn't have been the Spice Girls. Desire. Well, let me tell you, tonight two aren't gonna become one. I say, I want him that way. Okay, I'm ready to spice up my life. Bye, y'all. And thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of Let's Unpack That. We release episodes weekly on Tuesdays. And when we can't do that, we're bi-weekly. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, comment, subscribe, give us reviews. It, it makes us appear higher and more important in the iTunes world. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, and always you can follow us on Instagram at let's unpack that underscore podcast. Or if you have feedback or want to disagree with us, you can do that at let's unpack that pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.